DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Joe Varden covering the NBA for The Athletic. Joe, good morning. Hey, DJ, how's it going? Good. You know, there was a time when I think most of us, could, if we were given two or three picks, could pick the NBA champ and we could give somebody else 27 or 28 teams in the field and they'd have no chance of winning that bet eight or nine years out of ten. Most of the time you knew. With the three-point shot, it feels like that's broadened a little bit, and maybe with COVID it's even harder to predict right now. But if I said there were legitimately six teams that could win the NBA title, do you think I'm being too generous, or you'd agree? Hmm, I'm counting in my head. Um, Suns. I don't know. Suns, Warriors, Jazz, Bulls, Nets, Bucks. And I know the Grizzlies are hot, but I didn't count them as one of the six. I didn't mention yeah. Miami in the standings. They look pretty good, too. So, but I, and, yeah. and maybe you swap one of the teams out and you put the Grizzlies in. But is it really six teams with a legit shot? Well, I, I'm fine with all those. I mean, you know, the Bucks are kind of middling through, um, but they did that last year and won it all, so they kind of know what they're doing. Um, the Bulls, this iteration of the Bulls has never been there before. And, I mean, at least like when you consider the guys who are leading them, you're talking about DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine, they haven't been to the top yet either, uh, which is what the Jazz, of course, are dealing with, except they've been together for a lot longer. Um, so I would like the Jazz over the Bulls at this point. You know, Brooklyn, I've seen them a bunch um, through my work in the East. And, and you know, I mean, Kevin Durant is awesome. He was awesome in the Olympics. He was awesome last year in the playoffs. Um, they've been wrecked by injury. You know, they don't have Joe Harris. The Kyrie situation is weird. You know, he looks great when he's out there, actually, but, he, you know, he's only available a, a quarter of the time. Um, you know, and then out west, I mean, the, the Warriors, they just got Clay back into the fold, and actually they don't look great offensively with him, which, of course, is to be expected. But considering all that they've done all year, you think he gets into the fold and they'll – they'll be pretty tough to beat. And then the Suns are probably as deep as anybody. So, you know, I I like your list, and you're right. I mean, we went through that stretch of four or five years where it was the Warriors or the Cavs or that's it. Um, And we've we've gone past that, and and the the Warriors are back, but it's it's different. Um, Nobody's thinking about the Bucs, really, even though they're defending champs. So I think it's good for the league. I mean, in a year where the league needed to come back from a ratings perspective and a popularity perspective, I think you're seeing that. I think the ratings are up. I think interest is up. Um, and more good teams is a better thing, obviously. Trade deadline is less than a month away now. How much yeah. movement do you expect? And then after that, there's always the buyout market. So, okay, so first of all, I, I don't I don't put a ton of, of faith in the buyout market in, in, insofar as um, you don't go there – Typically, to, uh, to 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 turn your team into a championship uh, team, and you just like you you'll probably be able to find a, an example where I'm wrong. Um, but by and large, that doesn't work for most for most teams. I think the bigger pieces move at the trade deadline. You know, the the biggest piece obviously is Ben Simmons and what's going to happen with him. Um, but he's the biggest in terms of how decorated he is. I mean. He wasn't very good in the playoffs last year, and then obviously he hasn't played at all this year. Uh, but he's the biggest piece, and he's got the most money attached to him, and so you, you wait to see what, what happens there. 
I think hopefully uh, that the, the COVID which is running rampant through the league and through our, our country will, will, um, will, will regress and the, the league will be able to get back to business as usual. But right now, GMs haven't had a whole lot of time to talk significant trade. You know, they're, they're worried either about uh, filling their own rosters with these 10-day guys. I know Utah just signed somebody. Don't, don't ask me to say who it was. Um, but they just picked up, they just signed a guy to a 10 day deal. And, Zylan and Cheatham. All right. Well, hey, there you go. Like, there, <laughs> you, I couldn't name him. I mean, we could sit here all day and I wouldn't come up with that name. Uh, and that's, <laughs> that's been a struggle for the league the last few weeks for sure, having to, to play with those kinds of players. But so it goes, as Billy Joel says. Joe Varden joining us covering the NBA for the Athletic. I am uh, I am amazed by the Clay Thompson. He was so good. He has been out so long. There's a handful of guys you can kind of sort of compare him to, but it doesn't really fit. What he's doing is uh, unprecedented. Just absolutely not play at all for two and a half years. Even even Bill Walton got out on the court occasionally, and uh, Grant Hill got out on the court occasionally. Uh, what level do you expect him to return? turn to yeah I, I mean he certainly like th- that dunk was awesome and he hit a couple threes against the Cavs um, last night against the Grizzlies I think he was two of five but he doesn't he, like I think we can agree he doesn't look like old clay yet and nor should he um, I, in talking to the either Warriors people or my Warriors people um, you know, I mean, there's a hope that what we're talking 80% clay, 85% clay this year, um, and go from there. I mean, any kind of serviceable clay who's just healthy, you know, forget about the certain spring in a step or how long it takes to get that jumper back to full strength, um, ability to, to lock down defensively and almost any guy on the floor, just a competent, healthy clay on that team and that system makes them a really, really tough out. And, uh, and yeah, it's remarkable what Clay is, is doing so far here in the early going. Um, but I think it's more, it's, it's more so what he overcame to get here. I mean, because he was healthy. He was ready to come back. And then to suffer another devastating injury after a year of rehab, that is just, you know, as far as pro athletes go, there's not a whole lot worse that can happen to you. Um, as far as having to overcome it mentally. So kudos to him for being able to stick it out and, and, and go through two full years of rehabilitation uh, and to come out on the other side of it. In the West, it looks like you got four teams that separated themselves. We'll see how it finishes out, putting Memphis in there as they are really playing well of late and looks like they've got a lot of talent, young talent to develop. The thing that's curious to me is that when we get to the postseason – who knows what we could see right from the start in the first round because you can look at Denver, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Theoretically, I don't know if it'll happen, but they could have all their guys back so what they will have gone through a whole bunch of the season may not look anything like the playoffs. So I'm thinking, get your thought on it, has the potential to be really crazy if the rosters are full the way they're intended to be. That's a great point, and I think the best of those examples is the Nuggets. You know, you got to think about a Nuggets team. They have been on the doorstep. You know, we're talking conference finals. We're talking conference semifinals. 
Um, you know, they've been through it with, with Jokic and Jamal Murray. Those are two of the better players in the league. And, and to just be sort of keeping their head above water with all the COVID they're dealing with, and then, of course, with Jamal Murray being out, you know, all of a sudden you get a Denver team that has him back and is sort of stayed afloat with all they've been through. Like, yeah, that's a hell of a seven seed. I mean, whew, that's really that's really tough, you know. And then the Lakers, I, I'm a little bit – like, the, the way they are built, they, they have to – like, it's got to be LeBron. Like, LeBron – has to carry them. Uh, Anthony Davis has not shown an ability to do it. He has not lived up to, to sort of the plan there, which is for him to become the alpha and LeBron to be his wingman. That has not happened. Um, so if LeBron, who has been awesome by himself this year, but his great play has not been enough to get them, you know, anywhere near where they thought they would be. Um, so we'll see with, with Anthony Davis. I think he's the kind of second one. Uh, or that that's the second item there. Um, you know, you guys haven't even asked me about the Jazz yet. Um, We're getting there. Don't worry. But, okay, <laughs> I just I like them. I, I like them. I, I think that the reaction to the three game losing streak is overblown, and um, you know, and even and especially even who they lost to. I mean, losing to the Pistons. I mean, it happens in this league. I mean, you look around. I think every team has bad losses. Um, and, and, you know, I think the Jazz, more than any team over the last couple of years, has learned that lesson that it's not about how you finish in the regular season. It's the things that you do to prepare yourself um, for that postseason. It's a different game. And so, you know, I think Quinn was right the other night when he said, you know, we need to use this game to, to further focus us. And that, that's it. That's the only thing that matters is it was another reminder about having to play on the perimeter and having to be a physical, gritty defensive team when Rudy's not out there. Um, and also to draw it up <laughs> in a way so that you don't have to have Rudy running out to the corner, um, which the perfect way to practice that and when he, is when he's unable to play. It doesn't matter that they blew a second-half lead to the Pistons. It just doesn't. It doesn't. And they're not, the Jazz probably aren't going to win the West during the regular season. They're not going to get that number one seed, but that, that, that's okay. What matters is learning these lessons now because they are a team that knows each other well. And they have been, to, you know, they've been through the, a, a number of playoff runs. So they're there. They're ready, you know, to contend deep. It's, it's, it's about shaping the roster and shaping how they do their stuff. Um, to be ready for, to, to, for, for playoff action. Forget about this stuff now. I think what matters about the Piston game isn't the final score and whether they won or lost. It's the fact that they didn't play the right way when they needed to. Yeah. And when things started going wrong, they weren't capable of taking the game by the shoulders or the neck or whatever else, you know, grabbing it and spinning it around and making it go the way they wanted to. And those are things you need to do in playoff games because the playoff games are going to go wrong at some point. And you have got to be able to summon something and change the direction of a playoff game. That's how the Clippers knocked the Jazz out in Game 6. It was going poorly for the Clippers until it was going great for the Clippers. They turned the game around. And so, aside from the final score, the fact the Jazz didn't know, do those things, which would have impacted the final score... That's a concerning <laughs> part. And they obviously don't have their guys. If they're playing without Gobert, they're not going to win the title. So playing without right. Gobert in the regular season is, I don't know, what's the opposite of fool's gold, the negative version of that? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I used to, you know, and maybe my views on this are a little skewed, you know, but, but in my beat writing days, I was a beat writer in Cleveland. And the Cavs had no chance on the nights that LeBron didn't play. And we would wring our hands because Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were on the team. And how can they lose all these games with two, two of the big three still there? But you knew ultimately that the way they were going to play in the playoffs and the way they were going to get to a finals and win was if LeBron was there and healthy. And so I think that's a good point. I, I definitely see your point about being uh, you know disappointed in the way that they were unable to close that game. Um, but again, I just look at, uh, you know, I mean, I look at things like, you know, being at the end of a long road trip in January. I mean, it was like a three or four game. So I think it was a four game trip to a bunch of different cities and different time zones. Um, you know, at the end of a trip, the last team you're playing is not very good. Rudy's not out there. You know, you just, there's a number of different excuses and, um, but no, make no make no mistake though. I mean, for a night in January, you're not going to watch that game and say, "Oh yeah, we're ready to go for for April." But I just I, I want to try to preach the long game approach that uh, this, that what you saw I, I suspect is not a harbinger of, of bad times to come. So, Joe, a little while ago, a few minutes back, you quoted Billy Joel, right? You did. A, did you I did. Okay, so looking down the line. Uh, a few years. Do you think Donovan Mitchell will be in a New York state of mind? Nice. Oh, I, I, I mean, I, I've been in this league long enough to know not to say, not to guess on stuff like that. Um, I, I think that he's the guy. I, I think the Knicks are going to land somebody, whether it's Zion, whether it's whether it's Donovan. I know Donovan is, is uh, comfortable in Utah. He's been well-received there. Um, I think it's important for them to get to a finals, you know, or, or, or win one, um, certainly to make that next step. I mean, those are the kinds of things that stars want to see. Um, and so what, he's already, he's playing on a, uh, he's playing on an extension already, so he will have been in the league a long time. Yeah, I mean, that's a, like whether you're Cleveland or Milwaukee or Utah or Memphis or, Charlotte. I mean, those are the markets where, like, you get your guys for seven years uh, or so, and then if, you know, then you you do run that risk of losing a guy. Um, and and five years ago, that I mean, that would have sent shockwaves to the jazz community. But now I think we've kind of all grown up to that um, to that that possibility. I think that I think that Giannis um, choosing to stay in Milwaukee before he saw that they were for real and that they were going to do the things that, it, that was necessary to win. I think that bodes well for the Jazz franchise. Um, you know, I mean, sort of the awkwardness between Rudy and, and Donovan, whenever that was, if it's still there, I'm not quite sure, but it certainly was there. That's not great, but, I mean, winning cures a lot. And if, they, if the Jazz are still clicking, hitting on all cylinders and getting to the finals and winning one, then, you know, he may want to be a guy who, who makes his career in uh, in Salt Lake. I mean, it, I mean, it's happened before, and, and, and Donovan, I think, is interested in following in the footsteps of, of, of Carl and, and, and John, and, and so, you know, he's certainly, he's got talent to, to maybe be that guy, but he and they have to win together. Yeah, I say screw New York, because who needs a house out in Hackensack? <laughs> 
Well, you know, yeah, I mean, but Billy, I mean, that's right. House out in Hackensack, but he also, he writes a lot about, you know, Midtown and living in Hell's Kitchen, too. So, you know, there's all kinds of, of nice real estate for, for a, a Donovan Mitchell or a, or a, a Zion Williams. I don't know. Yeah, look, Zion Williamson is so uh, just sort of, I mean, out of sorts with the Pelicans that he's not even rehabbing near them right now. He's, I think he's in Portland or something like that. So I think if you're ranking him as far as who's getting out of their their uh, home base sooner, I, I would put Zion ahead of Donovan for sure. Joe, the only surprise is that PK didn't start quizzing you about Uptown Girls and really try to make you uncomfortable. He could have done that, but he didn't. Before we let you go, the trade deadline is looming, and we've assessed all the top teams in the league. What are the odds that everything we said doesn't matter because Portland moves Damian Lillard or Boston decides to reset and move one of their stars and make a mega deal? Or... The Simmons deal gets done, and it's a multi-team deal, and that we see some really talented players move that change all the equations we've been talking about. I mean, I, like, I just I want to be upfront. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that that Portland has any plans to go against what Damian Lillard has said seven hundred times mm-hmm. and trade him anyway. Um, I, I don't know that. Um, of, of the three scenarios you said, I, I would certainly put the, the Ben Simmons thing first. Um, you know, I still I don't think the Celtics need to do that. They don't need to trade one of those guys. Um, they don't need to break up their team. They need to get better around those two. Like they have two legitimate stars under contract for a long time. You don't need to move one of them. You need to do a better job filling out the rest of the roster. Um, and they just haven't. They haven't done it for for the last few years and it's not because of Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown's contract um, so I would I would preach against that um, so you know I, I think it's Simmons first and then I would guess Willard second just because it doesn't appear that the Blazers are anywhere close to doing anything as far as winning um, and then the Celtics thing third and I said that and watch three weeks from now you know they'll trade uh, Jalen for whoever <laughs> Well, Joe, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for uh, all the Billy Joel talk with PK, and we will talk to you again later this season. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Joe Varden covering the NBA for The Athletic. Yeah, that's why I try to take it easy, you know? You know? Sure. Because, I mean, everybody knows. Working too hard. Can give you a hot attack. Hackensacks in Jersey, did you know that? I did. <laughs> I've learned a lot about Jersey without really going there that often. I've been there. Not a lot. Not for very long. And not for very much of Jersey. Hey, he brought up Billy Joel, not me. There, there you go. <laughs> All right, coming up, we're going to give away jazz tickets. We're going to do that to tonight's game, the Jazz and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we'll do that right after the commercial break here on the other side. Right now, we are joined by Rod Rex. And Rod, you've been telling us interest rates were going to go up, and now it's happened. Unfortunately, I'm the bearer of bad news. The record low rates for the last two years are definitely in the rearview mirror. The good news is, is homeowners here in Utah have record low or, or record equity in their homes, so you've got an opportunity uh, that's not going to last very long to, to take advantage of that equity. 
uh, whether you're looking to do a debt consolidation and lower your overall monthly payments by several hundred dollars by consolidating those debts, we can put you on a track to pay off the mortgage and those debts years sooner than you otherwise would. And you can do it right now with rates that are still historically very low. We're in the low threes on a 30-year fixed, and we're in the mid twos on a 15-year term. So before those rates go up, which by the end of this year, they very easily could be in the fives, even sixes, if inflation continues to run. So act now, lock in those low rates, save yourself a ton of money, and tap that equity. Because you know stuff we don't, and you do math that we don't, when you say the rates are going up 3 4 5%, wherever they go, however fast they get, how much money does that mean to someone who's buying a home or refinancing a home? What's the, the total number of dollars? Yeah, a simple example, if you take a $400,000 loan, and right now you can get easily a 3.5%, our rates are just a little bit lower, but let's just take a 3.5% rate, and if you compare that to a 4.5% rate on a 30-year term, you're going to save $83,000. Now, if rates go up to 5.5%, the difference between a three and a half and a five and a half percent interest rate is $171,000 in interest paid. So we're talking huge money here. All right. For people who want to know more and want to talk to you about their situation, what should they do? How do they get a hold of you? Yeah. Call us at 801 Approve. One of our originators will take great care of you. Or you can visit us online at lendrightmortgage.com. 801 Approve. Call 801 Approve or go online to LendRightMortgage.com. Thanks, Rod. Thank you. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. I think the Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers are the two really good teams. In fact, I'm probably changing my Super Bowl pick to mirror what uh, Sam Farnsworth from KSL. That's his pick. I'm probably going to copy that pick now. Never going to pick slash root for the Chiefs. Ever. You don't have to pick. You don't have to root for him, but you can pick him. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Time to get you up to date on everything you missed during this show. And it is brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call or visit Lee'sHeatAC.com now to schedule a free in-home estimate or a free second opinion. You know what you missed earlier in the show? Us giving away a couple pairs of tickets to see the Jazz and Cavs tonight. So we'll do it again right now. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Call right now. Be caller number 12, and you'll win two tickets to tonight's game. Jazz and the Cavs are playing. The Battle of the Catholic Schools is off, PK. There it is. Judge Memorial Juan Diego just put it out on social media. (laughs) Not playing. Game's postponed. Not that the Rams have signed Eric Weddle, but Juan Diego and Judge Memorial will not be playing basketball. There it is. Because the Rams have signed Eric Weddle. David Cantor tweeting out, Hey, Rams NFL fans, guess who's back? That's his agent, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, Ennis' brother? I don't think so, no. <laughs> Spells it with a C, not a K. So oh, first, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> we have some other news from David Cantor this morning. It involves a local guy. I think it's what we just said, and you came in late. Oh, I apologize. What were you going to say? I was fixing your... <laughs> paperwork issue. Cool. 
Good to have that fixed. We have the Eric Weddle news. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Oh. It's like him asking if there's going to be any trade movement after I just had the, asked him if there's going to be a trade movement. Is there going to be any trade movement? <laughs> you went and no. asked the same yes. question. No. <laughs> I had asked it earlier in the interview, and you finished it up with it. <laughs> yeah, brother. Good to know my words matter. All words matter, except when they don't. <laughs> Of all the things we've discussed this morning, what most would you like to share with people? <sighs> How about the amazement with the Memphis Grizzlies, no. who might be under the radar, but they shouldn't be. Ten in a row. So that, Nineteen that, that and whole four. Thing cracks me up. The what? under the radar. Yep. They're not under the radar. <laughs> they are. They're not. They shouldn't be, but they are. You're. And they'd the won same, a lot of games. It's the same philosophy with the Jazz. It drives they, me crazy. Right, but you can win a lot of games right now because there's a lot of bad and mediocre teams. But beating the Warriors puts a stamp of approval on them. No, it doesn't. You don't think it does? No, Why not? because they didn't have Draymond Green. Yeah. No. But the and Grizzlies Clay are short in his second game. And the Grizzlies are shorthanded too. Yeah, Clay, that's that's the bigger one right there. And, well, and not to not underestimate Draymond Green, but is Clay Thompson going to be different after 32 games or 42 See, games that, than he is after two? Obviously he is. But that whole philosophy drives me nuts of you're under the radar. If you played in another area, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Golf no, no, is, no, 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 golf no, no, is no. a niche sport. Mm-hmm. But yet, Tiger was a household name. Yeah. Why? Because he won. He was unlike anything we've seen. Phil Mickelson is on all sorts of commercials. But you're not comparing. You're not comparing what the Grizzlies have done to Phil and Tiger. But I can. If you win, the point is, it doesn't matter. You can live in Oshkosh. If you win. You will be found. Scotty Pippen is playing at Central Arkansas. And, and, and he's found, and right. And the Bulls, Rodman's right. at a JC. Yep. If you're good enough, you that whole idea, you have to be in New York. You have to be in Chicago. Bull crap. Well, that wasn't so much what I was referring to, is the fact that they've won 19 out of 23, and they have not won at that pace. No, it's 19 out of 20. No, it's 20 out of 24 now. Irregardless, you're getting bogged. I'm getting bogged down. They haven't won at this clip for this period of time. And so what? Donovan, the big thing was Donovan Mitchell was seventh in the all-star voting. So that means he wants to go to a bigger market. And, and Hayward bought into that crap. He bought into it. That he wasn't receiving the acclaim because he was in Utah. You weren't receiving the acclaim because you weren't good enough to receive the acclaim that you thought you should get. The statues received all the acclaim that they could possibly want. It's a true story. The only thing that didn't happen was Sloan winning Coach of the Year. I mean, Executive of the because Year. Because they coach were so the, freaking good every year. Executive and Coach of the Year went to Frank He should have quit and gone and coached the Clippers then if he wanted Coach of the Year. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that was receiving acclaim. You're too good all the time. You don't re- he was receiving acclaim. The ultimate individual honor is Hall of Fame. Check, check, check for Jay Slow and the statues. I'm so sick of hearing about that. Uh, this morning I heard it. I'm flicking around, and I got like seven options now on the Sirius radio. And I flick, I don't even remember what it was. Oh, John Moran, if he was playing in 
Bull crap. Oh, everybody saw him go up and get the ball off the top of the uh, rectangle above the, the glass with the two-man block. And you're, you're asking for people who don't give a crap in the first place to now give you a claim. Because if you give a crap, you, you know damn know. freaking well how good Ja Morant is. You don't need somebody to tell you because you give a crap. We, the three of us, give a crap. And so we know exactly how good Ja Morant is. We don't need him to play for the Lakers. And I can argue, if you played for the Lakers, you wouldn't be getting the acclaim because LeBron gets the acclaim. I give you Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma (laughs) is a Perfect example. Kyle Kuzma is putting up huge numbers. He's had a couple of 29-point games. If he played games. in L.A., could you imagine? <laughs> he wouldn't get the ball, and then LeBron would look at him if he missed one shot, and then he'd end up scoring seven points, and everyone complained about him, and he'd end up on the Wizards. Two things about Kuzma. He's either in the gym or the tattoo shop. You know that, right? Well, he, he spends a lot of time surfing. He's working on both aspects of his body. Lifting or getting tatted. He's a player. So I am so sick of that narrative, which I hate that word. Yeah, it wasn't what I was getting at, but that was a tremendous uh, rant by you. I enjoyed it. But but, but, but it, the, Morant, the Morant and the Grizzlies thing applies to the Jazz. It does, in that regard. But I think... The fact that they beat the Warriors and beat a good team, and granted, everybody's shorthanded now, and both teams are shorthanded in that game, so I get that. But they have won 20 out of 24. And we had talked earlier about, man, look at the Grizzlies. They are coming, but they are so far behind the other three teams. So they were kind of on an island. Well, they've now caught the Jazz. They're like cornerbacks? They're on an island? They were, yes. The big tight end? No, they were more the cornerbacks on an island. Great concentration when the ball is tipped? I love cliches. Things that must be said. (laughs) Aikman did that during the game this weekend when a ball there was a, a tipped ball and a guy got great hit concentration. And he was the concentration. <laughs> I was like, "Where's PK? That would irritate him. And when the DN it was a phenomenal catch with the uh, runner on the outside, he has to crash down. Yeah, you can't just run. Yeah, you, you have can't to crash. You down. can't pinch inside. I'm sure we could come up with another. He bit on the fake. No, he crashed. Oh, brother. I'm just so sick of this. You're appealing to people who, by definition, they're ignorant. Because I if you're not a, ignorant, you know who Jerome Moran is. That argument, yes. Third pick of the draft. Right. But the fact that they have won so much. First, we acknowledge them for winning. Now they've won so much, they've caught the Jazz and are tied for third. And they did it by beating the Warriors. Yeah, but the idea is John Morant needs to get out of Memphis. It, it, it's if you're it, gonna Desmond grab... Bain or, somebody, or Kyle uh, Anderson. They don't need to get out of Memphis. <laughs> it's John Morant. Yeah. A lot of people who say that have an agenda. As always. <laughs> they're in the big cities, and they want people to come there because they're better when their teams win. Just like we talk about, it's better to do this show here when our teams win. Yeah, I think it was one of those, uh, what's the ESPN? They got a thing called, is it on the radio called Get Up? And it's I on fl- TV, too. I, oh, right, I know yeah. I know that. I see that yeah. here in the mornings. Right. But I, I think it's like a ra- the radio also, version of that? Yeah. And or they just simulcast it on and there. Where I don't know, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but they were talking about that, and they're obviously based out of New York. Yeah. And they want the Knicks to be good. <laughs> and the Knicks have And is Julius Randle like years. the best player on the Knicks? Is he some big time national celebrity? Nope. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Charisma, either have it or you don't. 
the way you play his game, and I haven't seen him interviewed enough. I, I think if he had he's charisma, fine. I'd know it. That's he's what fine. I think. Right. He's fine. But his game doesn't. He's old well, school. They haven't won. Winning is w- what will bring you all the publicity. And sure, if you were to do it in L.A., Chicago, New York, you would get more publicity. I understand that. Dirk would have gotten more. But he's still got a lot. He's you going got to the all that you could possibly he's want. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's got the championship and he's more of everything yeah. is not needed. <laughs> you already have everything. Why do you need more of it? And in some ways, you become a prisoner. Jordan can't walk down the street. Who wants that? That, that house he couldn't sell that they they went into and they uh they went back to the house, I think, as part of the uh, coverage around the 10-part the special, uh-huh. and he couldn't sell it. It had a theater in it, and he built a theater in the house specifically because he can't go to the movies. Because the first thing that happens is people in front of him stand up and want an autograph, and now nobody can see. You can't, you can't do it. He's too big. Right. So he built a movie theater in his house, and now he can't sell a house because not that many people want to pay for it. I don't need a movie theater in my house. I'll just go to the theater. I would take one. <laughs> well, and, and like Tiger, he had the doctor here. Uh-huh. Like, I can't remember his name. He operated my kid. And, uh, you know, Tiger, and, and he would go to Park City, and he would rent out the entire place on Main Street. Yeah, they close up a restaurant for a night, and he'd just yeah. pay him to be closed. Yeah. Because otherwise, chaos ensues. Right, Because right. he's Tiger freaking Woods. Right, <laughs> right. So he'd come there, he'd do his thing. Who would want to live that life anyway? Well, it sounds good until you live it, but after you've done that for five or ten years, you wouldn't mind if it goes away, but the problem is you're such a big star, it doesn't tend to go away. No. And you could probably come up with some examples of where the, the stardom did fade, but not really. In well, most ca- yeah, in it most fades cases. relatively. Yeah. I don't know that... And Shaq, you know, Shaq's still doing TV, and so you're, you're choosing to accommodate the fame and all that, but how does... Yeah, well, he and he's seven feet and he tall. loves it. He does. So, and Barkley loves it. Those those types of things, they love it. Those guys, and there's a few of those guys out there. But you don't see Jordan running around doing that stuff. No, you guys would be smothered. I mean, so I just I've had it with that, and stay here, do something different, build it up. Let me tell you, man, fame is not what it's cracked up to be. Oh, man, let me tell you. I'm not on TV anymore because I got fired, but I'm still... You didn't get fired. Well, ultimately, I did. You I'm got st- laid off. Oh, oh, okay, that's even better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Details a, matter to you. I had a guy who went to Costco last night and mm-hmm. swore he thought it was me. But you didn't go to Costco, so it couldn't have been you. I did not go You've to Costco. You've got a doppelganger out there. <laughs> and he even had the guy pull out his driver's license. The, the guy got sick of him saying... How do you know pe-. this? He tweeted at me. Oh, really? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyone who knows you well enough to tell you the story would know it wasn't you. That's what, funny. Went to Costco last night, saw a person who looked exactly like you, stopped him to say hi, and I enjoy listening to you guys, radio show in the mornings. The dude pulled out his driver's license to prove to me that it wasn't you. I thought you were just messing with me. <laughs> well, you would have. <laughs> well, that's a decent theory by our listener. <laughs> I have a fake ID. You do not. <laughs> not. Not anymore. You may have at one point, but you don't now. Fame. The cost of fame. It's brutal. <laughs> 
Jazz and Cavaliers tonight. Joe Ingles listed as questionable. You think questionable means probable? Even though they list him as questionable? Just to cover themselves? The politics of the injured list? You count on seeing Joe tonight? I, I am, because I think Locke had a thing last year. The percentage of play to questionable, questionable to play, was very high. Yeah. Can't remember what he said, but he said something. No, I know what you're lines. talking about, though. And, and it does seem like that's just something NBA teams do to cover themselves in case a guy doesn't go. Well, we listed him as questionable, but deep down they all want him to go. <laughs> so by the time they get to questionable, it's like, come on, go, go. But missing Gobert is the bigger, bigger piece of the puzzle, obviously. The Cavs will be running at the rim tonight. You know the game plan. No Gobert. Attack the rim. Yeah, go uh, get him back. Get him back, man. I want him back. Aggies tonight. Aggies in Colorado State. CSU just lost their first game. Got blew up by, blown out by 30 over the weekend at San Diego State. At that point, there were three undefeateds. And yesterday, USC and Baylor both went down. So now there are no undefeated college basketball teams. Yeah, I'd run in the infield at SC. That was inexcusable. <laughs> he should have never lost to Stanford and missed those. <laughs> How about coaching change at Baylor? Don't give up a 13-3 run to close the game? No, he won the title last year. so we'll, we'll He gets a little more time. Yeah. <laughs> Aggies game tonight, 6 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. Scotty G has a pregame coverage at 5.30. It'll be on 12.80 a.m. And then the Jazz will be on 97.5 FM will split the signals tonight. All right, coming up, your feedback. That's next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and it is time for your feedback. Brought to you by Thrive Appliance. Every day is like a holiday sale at Thrive Appliance. Save 40 to 70% off name brand appliances. Thrive is receiving truckloads of new inventory every day. Visit thriveappliance.com to shop their updated inventory. All right, what have you had to say about today's show? Jeff says, in my opinion, Spida is a businessman. He wants a big market, place his name on all-star lists, and make more money earned via incentives. How much more cash is it worth to be in a bigger market? Back to your your point about, well, you can have more cash, but you really need more cash. Yeah. How much is it worth it to be with one team forever and be identified by that team? Not just in the market, but anywhere. Across all of Major League Baseball, what is it worth to Cal Ripken or Tony Gwynn? You can't put a price tag on it. Now, if they don't want to resign him, like I think with Nash, he went, back, he went to Phoenix because they, uh, Cuban didn't want to give him the deal. I mean, so that's business. I get, we, well, we all get that. That's not going to happen. Donovan's going to be not here locally, no. But I'm Donovan's going to be offered a max contract. But so to your point, some of the guys who moved were offered way more in one place and another, and if not money, years, which ends up being money too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's the Knicks, it is home, so there's something about that or the Nets. But it's not like the Knicks are. Long. I, I just don't think it's it, it's a guarantee he wants out because of market size, because he was seventh in the friggin' all-star voting. That just means there's a lot of ignoramuses out there. So you want to... Well, it's a popularity contest. Right, so you want to be voted in because you're popular? How about because you're really good? That doesn't have anything to do with it. It's a popularity contest. Would, would You'd it like it more? to be a really good contest. Yeah, but doesn't it mean something when the coaches choose you, the people who are paying attention, your peers? Don't, don't the opinions of those guys matter the most anyway than somebody over like Yao Ming in China used to just 
they would go crazy over there. Respect inside the industry would always be a good thing, regardless of the industry. The people who do what you do, who know what you know, who pay attention with the level yeah. of detail that you pay attention to. I mean, with, I wouldn't know that. I don't get that. I think you would, because people who know radio think you're good at it. Oh, Good. You, I feel better. You know Ian Furness knows radio, and you know Ian Furness thinks you're good at radio. I love Ian Furness. <laughs> See? <laughs> it does. It matters a lot. There's just so much to be had here. Kevin says, I cannot remember the last time I sat in my car listening to radio before going to work, but I did today. The interview with Tim Brando was outstanding. I wanted to hear all of it. Tim Brando was really good. We replayed it this morning. He was on yesterday. And if you miss that or you miss anything else and you want to hear it, Everything is available wherever you get your podcasts. So, anything you missed, and Tim Brando was great on college football and the playoffs and the Pac-12, and you can find it wherever you, wherever you get your podcasts. Time right now to bring in Rod Rex, Lendroid Mortgage. You can act now to tap your equity using the new 2020 conventional loan limit. So, a new loan limit, uh, new interest rates. It's a new year, so everything's changing, apparently. Everything is changing pretty quickly right now in the mortgage industry. So, yeah, you definitely want to jump on this opportunity uh, because by the end of the year, even just a month or two out, interest rates could be significantly higher. Uh, We've already had three-eighths of a rate increase just in this week and a half since the new year began. So if rates continue to move up at that pace, it won't be long before rates will be in the fours and and then possibly fives and maybe even sixes by the end of the year. So take advantage of those new loan limits. They're $100,000 higher than they were last year. So $647,200 is the new limit and get that equity out. So if you're planning to uh, to do a remodel do an addition, uh, you want to consolidate some debt, or you want to pull some money out to buy an investment property or put that money to work in the market for you. Do it now, lock in rates while they're still in the low threes on a 30, and then also in the mid twos on a 15 year. So when you say the rates are going up 3%, 4%, 5%, how much money is that out of somebody's pocket? Yeah, if we take a simple example, a loan of $400,000 on a 30-year term with a 3.5% rate versus a 4.5, it's an $83,000 difference in interest paid. If you compare a 3.5 to a 5.5% interest, that's $171,000 additional interest. That's a big pile of money right there. All right, so if people have more questions, they want to get a hold of you and quiz you, what should they do? Best thing to do is just call our team, 801-APPROVE. You can talk to any of our originators who can give you quotes and ideas on what your scenario would look like. And then you can also visit us online at LendRightMortgage.com. LendRightMortgage.com. Online at LendRightMortgage.com or call 801-APPROVE. 801-APPROVE. Rod, good to talk to you. Have a good day. Great to be with you guys. DJ and PK, we're out of here. Jake and Ben are coming up next, and Joe Ingles has been speaking at shoot-around, which is usually a very good sign that someone is going to play. He's questionable on the injury report, but when you're talking after shoot-around, odds are good. Jake and Ben will have that coming up. Stay with us.